0: We are back at the Mosa opening. Oh, my God. If you're not here, you want to be here. It's nuts. It's electric. All right, I'll just get to it. I was trying to,
1: <laughs> woogie, woogie, woogie. I was trying to
0: boost it up like I'm Don King. We are here with our next guest, C. T.F. True fame. Tell us that story. You were just getting into it before we started. Oh, okay. Please.
2: Uh, the, the origin of the name uh, My name is Carlos Gain. So because my name starts with a C Everybody naturally called me C What up C? But there was another C that wrote C-E-E So I had to change it up and put an S mm-hmm. And then the TF came in Because that was our crew True fame We used to write back in the 80s in the Now you were In addition to being included in this project You were Five Points family I was part of the Five Points family. Yeah, they, they they took me in and embraced me and made me a part of it.
0: Now, when was the first time you worked at Five Points? I probably...
2: Uh, I want to say right after 2010. Right after 2010, mm-hmm. I, I was invited to paint with my friends um, Stress and Swing, which were part of the crew, TF. And we were painting over there, and then I got a chance to meet Mears... And we hit it off after that, and we've been the best of friends ever since. We paint all the time. Now, tell us a little bit about your inclusion in this
0: project and the secrecy around it, and how it came about.
2: Um, The inclusion in there, well, they were looking for um, for artists that would bring something different uh, to the table. Um, So they brought some that do more of the lettering, some that did more backgrounds. me, they brought me in to do portrait work, and um, I was reached out by Mirz and Marie, because uh, we've been in contact with each other since the Five Point days, and then um, and they brought me on board. As far as the secrecy goes, it was something that the hotel and and the Five Points creates, and Marie and them they came they came to the point where they wanted to surprise everybody with the project. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't too much of a secrecy in the sense that we're keeping it hidden. Okay. It was more that they wanted the wild factor. They wanted what we have here today.
3: Yeah.
2: Now, just just logistically,
0: twenty-one artists. How do you stop people from posting? How do you stop people from sharing that stuff when you know spoiling the surprise? I don't even know. Marie, Marie (laughs) took care of that. (laughs) (laughs) No. So, Bike Girl, when, uh, when when did you see this gentleman's work out there? When, oh, what, gosh. What, what struck you about it?
1: I, I actually love your jackets, your jean jackets. Thank he you. does a lot of gorgeous painted yeah, portraits awesome. on jean jackets. He's one the killers in those. Um, you've you've had a couple. You had one with um, the show for Rocco a year and a half ago, the Spread Art Show, yeah. two years ago now. And I, that's what's always caught my eye are those those pieces because I've seen them at various shows and things over the last few years.
2: Well, the the, the origin of those pieces
1: <clears throat> the the origin
2: really came from in the '80s the graffiti artists the graffiti writers uh, will get their lead jackets and have them done done up with their tags and characters and it pretty much it was like it was like a calling card in a way. Like they weren't afraid Mm -hmm. for people to know who you are Like a crew I mean
1: it would be like a crew uniform in a
2: way Yeah but back then in the 80s It was very It was like what I call um, The Batman and Superman thing Nobody knew who you were And we liked it that way Right So for somebody to go around Advertising who they are What's a big thing It took a lot of big ones to say Yeah I'm here and what You know You got a problem with me that's pretty much what it was because everybody always hid behind behind the name, and the bigger the name was, the smaller the kid was. Yeah, that's you still know? true today. You know, it's so true. true. It was <laughs> like Big Andre the Giant. You see him? He's like four foot one. You know, <laughs> but and then he would never wear, and then he would go over everybody. So everybody is trying to look for him. So for this little kid to walk around saying, "I'm Andre the Giant," with a with a jacket saying it that took a lot of balls to do sure. so so in that sense I brought it in but I changed it with what I always liked I liked photography I've, I've been a fan of um, of everything from the Armani billboards to you know Francesco scabulo Herb Ritz mm. I mean I can go on and on with all of this in here and I wanted to capture the essence of a beautiful woman Put it in the jacket, and almost like the graffiti artist would say, I'm here and what? The beautiful woman is here and what? You know? And now it's become more of a fashion statement than a graffiti beacon statement.
3: Yeah.
0: Let's talk about that. Last couple of years, you've seen a bunch of artists suing major brands for them putting people in fancy clothes and taking a picture in front of the street art, the graffiti, the murals, whatever isn't that what you're doing aren't you bringing the beauty to it? they're just asking for dollars for it and that's where that's where it gets a little dicey about using somebody else's artwork the, the thing is that I'm owning it but you one, but once you put it on the and I'm not arguing with you brother I'm just debate. Once you put it on the street, I can go and take a picture in front of it. It's legal. You wouldn't have a problem with oh, that. No, that's fine. But you, I can't sell it. I, I can't claim no, no, no. it's mine. I
2: don't care if you sell my artwork. I'm going to speak about my artwork specifically. Let's talk about my jacket, for, it. for example. Yeah. I'm not here to be, you know, the voice of, of everybody else. In my opinion, from my standpoint, when I was coming up, we were just glad to see our tags or our throw-ups or our pieces in the background of a Michael Jackson video. Sure. We thought we hit a plateau.
3: Yeah.
2: But times have changed. The artwork has evolved. You know, it went from Krylon's, you used to buy Krylon's and rust to paint your barbecue grill, to now they're making it specifically for graffiti artists, graffiti writers. They're making it for me so that I can go out there and pay for So there is a business now. A multi hundred million dollar business in this oh, in yeah. industry, and they're capitalizing on it. Mm-hmm. So now you see that, and we've come a long way because we created that demand
1: exactly. And you, yeah. you yeah. have a do. I mean, now my, my beef
2: is this you know, if I give you a jacket, which I give my jackets more than I sell,
3: uh-huh.
2: as crazy as that sounds. Because I know that somebody may not be able to afford it, but they love it, Mm -hmm. take it, wear it, you know? Now, if you take that jacket and you decide to sell it to somebody else, then that's on you. That was a gift to you. Now, if you take that jacket and you start mass producing my image, you're telling me that I don't have a right, that I, you know, where do you draw that line? Now, let's take the argument a step further, Okay. Let's say that you didn't sell it. Let's say now that they paid you so that they can go ahead and use my jacket in a McDonald's advertisement. Mm. So you're making yeah. money out of that. I don't even like McDonald's. Right.
3: Yes. Yeah. So yeah, and you when did right I have, to to have a say? Yeah.
2: So? You know. Right. When did my image just become? Well, I bought. The, I bought. The, I bought the jacket. Yeah, but you didn't buy the image. Right. You didn't. Yeah. You, you didn't know? buy the licensing in perpetuity and, for it. And right. that's where the laws come into play. And some artists may not agree with me, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my opinion. I don't expect everybody to say, you know, he's right. I may be mm-hmm. wrong.
3: You're but, not. It works,
2: but it works for me sure. because I'm talking about my artwork specifically. Yeah. Now, if I wanted to go ahead and license myself out to Armani, uh, Prada, whoever it is, then that's me. Right. That's my artwork.
1: Right. Well, yeah, you it's know? your
2: intellectual yeah. property. But then you got that other kid that nobody ever heard of, of that never did this for a living he's a part-time you know on my way to work i catch a tag mm-hmm. and he's the one that wants to call me a sellout why am i being called a sellout if i pre- if i created something and i'm selling something that that i'm marketing
1: well and that's a single thing that i know artists don't know how to do is sell themselves I mean, so many talented kids sit back there and call other people sellouts only because they wish they had the ability to market themselves like you did.
2: Yeah, but you, you also got to think of that kid also because I was that kid once.
1: Sure.
2: You know, so I can't crap on him too hard, you <laughs> know, because I was that kid. Yeah. I didn't have the money I racked my pain I used to take the train to go to work and I used to catch the tag mm-hmm. but I, but I also knew when to keep my mouth shut when it's not it's none of your business what's goes in my pocket sure you know so now what happens now is that everybody has a sense of entitlement because they're part of the culture what culture are you from the culture has evolved you have to learn to adapt and overcome yeah and if you don't you know, most of the people that have a say so have no idea of their history, mm-hmm. have no idea what a business plan is, never had a job that 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 had to do with um, with marketing and, and copyright and, and trademark sure. and selling and sales, you know. So who are you to step to this yeah. place? Now, the minute that I say something, I created a platform for this individual. So I prefer to stay quiet because uh-huh. I don't want it to have a platform. Yeah, you know, and I'm not. I don't. I think that if I was doing something in the graffiti side of the house, and like and not too long ago, I was in Brazil, and they were having a debate over there. We were in a we were in a Christian college, a Christian university, mm-hmm. and I was uh, the guest the guest speaker, and we were doing that lectures and debates the biggest debate that came over there was do you think that it's right for a graffiti artist that's doing pieces to take that art from the wall and bring it into the gallery but wait their argument was and they were pissed, they're sellouts they're selling out the culture right no, huh.
3: not right. You're I think it's up to
2: the artist. Like you said, I'm only
0: speaking for me. Yeah. It's not okay for you to speak for other people, and it's their decision if they want to sell out.
2: And so, everybody deserves. Well, to get paid and everybody for their has
1: work. a different definition of sellout. Yeah, reality.
2: The thing is, it's not even a portion of the sellout. That word is very easy to take oh, and, yeah. and turn around because what it is is it's an evolution.
1: We are in the middle. Well, of a big evolution if you right? don't get a piece the corporations are going to take it from you anyway the reality is if you don't protect your intellectual property someone's going to steal it from you anyway yeah but, yeah, but
2: this isn't something they just started look at look at Dandi down oh Lee. yeah, Gandhi sure. in the Fungalo. Look at Basquiat. Well, look at you know they went from the look street at the pop art the... movement. If it
1: wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here talking That's to you. But right then now. you also have people that made millions of dollars in the pop art movement that basically lifted their images right off the street, and you guys didn't get credit for so much of it for years. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a quick
2: insight that that I experienced last year. I was working on a movie set. Um, I can't say the the movie and I can't say anything because of the disclosure, but this movie over here, this movie over here called for a train to be tagged up. Right.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Graffiti style train, right? Sure. So the art director gets these guys that have, um, that have like a master's degree in fine arts and everything Mm -hmm. else. And God bless them. They did their do. Yeah. That's their profession. You have to respect that. So, what they were doing was, and they're getting paid almost like sixty dollars an hour to to do this, right? Yeah. They don't know anything about the culture. They don't know anything about graffiti. They don't even know how to handle a marker. Right. I swear to Jesus, this is what was happening. You had all these, all these. Um, all these artists with master's degree mm-hmm. in fine arts, and they can probably paint the Mona Lisa to yeah. perfection. They took their iPhones out. They Googled 70s, 80s graffiti, and they were mimicking uh. the tags from yeah. Google Images onto it.
3: Right.
2: And it was crazy because I'm looking at them, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> and that's when I was talking to the art director, and I said... Can I help you with something real quick? And I just take the markets and I'm doing the things I do. And that's where I got the job. And I took them off the market. So now, there's a market, there's jobs out there for the graffiti writers. There's jobs out there for the graffiti artists. You see, not too long ago, we had a lawsuit with a famous crew and a famous celebrity. Oh. And that right there. Car commercial. (laughs) No comment. And that, <laughs> and that right there got the movie industry very scared. Yeah. So now what they do now is they come in, they paint the whole wall gray, and they call on a graffiti a graffiti writer or a graffiti artist, and they're like, I want you to bomb this wall. And they pay them. And they pay
3: course, them. So I assume in this case...
2: They pay them $60 an hour. And you have to be very $60 careful. $60 an
0: hour is one hundred twenty grand a year.
2: Union. Yeah. A with lot benefits. of people would sign up oh, for that. Oh, at Benny's. A lot of people. That's so, a real job. So now you tell me this. It's a real job. If you were a graffiti writer, yes. okay, your name is Carlito 102, okay? And you wrote Carlito 102 all over New York. You're the most sought-after graffiti writer in the world. And somebody came to you and says, Carlito 102, I want to hire you to bomb this train. And I'm going to pay you a lot of money. You and your family going to be doing well with benefits packages. We're gonna put you in a hotel to stay, and we're gonna give you gas money. Would you take that job?
0: I don't know. I'd have to see the contract. I'm a businessman, brother.
2: Why shouldn't you be paid but for the your work? But the contract is there. No. Not, it sounds if,
0: if it's legit, it sounds okay. Every yeah,
2: I mean, let got. me ask you something now. You go back to the block, right? With your new sneakers, your new threads, and your kids are eating good, and you moved up to the second floor because those are two bedroom apartments, mm-hmm. right? But the guys on the way up in the stoop called you a sellout. You see what I mean yeah. by the word sellout? No.
0: Because you're t- using
2: your same talent right. that you have right. to do something to better yourself, to better sure. your status, to better.
0: I'm with you. Now, you the, let's assume that that's not your first job, getting paid as a as a writer, uh, getting paid corporate money as a writer. Let's think that that's maybe your fifteenth or twentieth job, getting paid as a writer, and you're still going back to the hood and not taking care of the community or your people or things like that. I think it, it matters. Well, you have to get back. I, that's well, what I'm yeah, saying. I think have I think back. if you I think you could sign all the deals in the world. Look at that. Look at that maniac uptown, that Takashi Cat.
3: Yeah. That was just
0: living in the hood in Harlem where he came from. Keeping it real, throwing throwing money out, throwing money and he gets robbed. Kept it too real.
3: Right. Yeah. But
0: there's a there's somewhere in between that, I think. Well, you see, go ahead, I'm Oh, sorry.
3: Okay. Oh, I, I just have a question T- ten, tangential to all this. I think that part built into the definition of graffiti, because of its history, has always been that it's illicit, that it's something that you're doing illegally. So when people are doing graffiti, but it's legal, do you think? I mean, does that mean that it's is it still graffiti, or should it just be called aerosol art or something else?
2: The the definition, again, in my in my opinion, Mm -hmm. the definition of graffiti if it doesn't come with it has to come with something else next to it. Let's say for example graffiti is your Mr. or Mrs. Sure. Give me something after that. Are you a graffiti writer? Are you a graffiti bomber? Are oh. you a graffiti vandal? Are you these are all different things you see? Sure. What what happens a lot too is that mm-hmm. there's a lot of unwritten rules in this In this game? Yeah. So the rule was always if you had a tag and somebody did a throw up over your tag, it was legit. Mm -hmm. If you had a throw up and somebody did a straight letter piece and covered your whole thing, it was legit. If somebody took your straight letter piece and went over it with a wild style and covered everything, it was legit. If somebody took and did a whole war production crew and everything, it was legit. The kids coming up nowadays don't see that and recognize that. You know, they, they look at a corner, they yeah. don't, they see a corner, and they think they own it.
0: But you're a New Yorker, right? Oh no, I am. I'm New Yorker. I don't care how far you go back. You go. You always had the vandals. You always had the the anarchists. You always had the people that said, "I know the rules. I understand the rules. I don't care."
2: I get you, but you know what? With that attitude, you need to be able to back it up, and that's what the problem sure. is. We have a lot of these keyboard gangsters. You're right. You know, oh, wait. In the of the night, They want to talk to me about how, what they're going to do. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I'm 48 years old. I'm not the kid that I used to be, and God knows I deserve to get my ass kicked at least once in my life. I'm still waiting for that guy that can trash talk and come over for me. Meanwhile, you're just trash talking.
0: You're
2: right. It's okay if you're a vandal. It's okay if you're a graffiti writer, graffiti. I don't care what. You, I don't care what you for yourself. You know, your nomenclature is irrelevant to me because if that doesn't come with you backing up what you have to say, then you have no respect. Yeah. I I take this back. You deserve no respect. You get no respect. That's right. There's no you know? substitute for character. There isn't. And if yeah. you're going to be if you're going to be I know a lot of bullies in this game. Sure. And all the bullies that I know, they're real bullies. Mm-hmm. They'll come at you. And then you have that one kid that that had, you know, one too many RC callers in the middle of the night, got a sugar rush, and he decides, hey, F this, F that, I'm going to go here. Okay. Yeah. You know? So, but now that as you get older and you mature, you become to, to look at things. And um, I look at the things that I did. I look at me going into the train yards, going into the layups, you know, looking what what i put my parents through look look at my friends that died yeah doing this you know i'm not going to start throwing names around either but we all know who they are mm-hmm. you know so if my son was coming up in this in this world and he decided to pursue this the only thing that i can tell him is is the risk worth the glory yes you know, when I was doing, I was doing a, um, they got me to do a, a demonstration. I was doing a technique thing mm-hmm. and showing all these kids how to do this. And um, I must have had about, m- maybe about 150 kids, all mixed ages. Mm-hmm. The parents and teachers were there. The younger kids were in the front. The older kids were standing up. And I'm painting. And I was showing them what I used to do a portrait. My blending technique, my colors, yada, yada, yada. When I'm done with everything else, there was another space to the right side. And on the right side, it was an empty spot. And I wanted the kids to come in and write their names. You know, to get a feel of it, right? And you don't know what you're stirring up in somebody's mind right now. So, at the end of this, I took a small poll from everybody there. I said, look at this wall here. On, On the left side is my portrait on the right side is all your names Mm -hmm. which one do you like better and they said the one to the left Mm -hmm. right sure and I says and I pick up the can and I says to them well it reminds me of the Spider-Man movie with this can comes a lot of responsibility yeah so you have a choice you can choose to create art Mm -hmm. or you can choose to destroy
3: interesting yeah and that was the lesson for them
2: and that was something that I wish somebody would have told me a long time ago because I don't know where I would be today maybe I wouldn't have the record that I have now <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but you wouldn't have the experience you wouldn't have the character you wouldn't have lived the life and we might not be sitting and here with you right and a lot of runner. good
1: stories yeah. yes true
2: you know it built me it built me uh, but um, I think that I'm only as good as the people I've surrounded myself with you know it's, it's it's those things where, um, like, I'll give you an example. Chris is over here, right? Who? Chris. Um, so, I have this thing that when there's an artist painting, I just watch them paint. Mm-hmm. I get, and he can tell you this. I can bring my lounge chair and just watch him paint. Okay, and that goes, and that goes for there's a select few that I can do that with and it's not an ego thing yeah. it's it's because you sit down and you learn because even at this stage in the game I don't know everything still mm-hmm. and I learned from Chris I learned something that I tell him to this very day <clears throat> when you do the outlines he would always at the very end back in the 80s we would do a crazy looking highlight in the corner very mm-hmm. sharp he would miss his all in and then come back with a transparent and give it a crazy glow. I learned that from him. From Mears, I learned that it's easier to go from the bottom up and stop on the top yeah. than it is going down because it flares out. You know, from the guys in Europe, if you watch them enough, they water down and they make an acrylic wash out of a roller. Nobody in New York ever did that. You know, but if you just put your ego aside and just learn, yeah. you know, you can actually you can actually at 48 I'm still learning
3: (laughs) what do you think of internet culture with graffiti today like where when you were coming up if you wanted to find a piece you had to know people who knew where the piece was and take your camera and get there and you had to be and you had to be in the inner circle somehow now people can just use hashtags look for any look for you know search any artist they want and, and find the, the location of a piece. Do you like that That it's easier to find these pieces because maybe they're giving the artist more exposure? Or do you do You kind of miss where, where people really had to work well, to, to find graffiti? I think
2: that um, social media
3: mm-hmm. to
2: graffiti was what MTV was to music. Ah, that's ah, a good way of putting it. A, yeah. Because... You needed to find that album To appreciate it mm-hmm. And sometimes you had to go In a lot of places To find that album yeah. You know Some of the people That are going to listen to this are like What the hell is an album mm-hmm. um, But uh, It's It was that thing where Now a day You can become An instant celebrity Based on how many followers You bought online Because you can buy Your followers yes. And now you become An instant celebrity Mm Instagrammable yeah it's it's, it's those things where I remember that I was um, that I was asked to do a job and they 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 had hired somebody based on how many followers they had whoa and then they put up an easel they put up the acrylic and everything else and they asked for the demonstration and she couldn't do it and it's because you know if you, have, if you have a credit card you can buy your followers so you can go up to 100,000 followers and mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's like wow, he must be famous because he's got a lot of followers the other thing too is you know, it takes away from look, in 1980 1983, 1984 I grew up in Brooklyn, New York my friend Diego that lived across the street was older than I was he knew about all the graffiti artists of that time. Mm-hmm. The Lee, the scene, so Quick, you know, the Futuras, Duster, you know, the 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 Godfathers of the Golden Age, right? Mm-hmm. He knew I had no clue. So I had to know somebody. Yeah. Diego took me on the train and took me to this place where the backyard was full of graffiti. It was called the Graffiti Hall of Fame. And I was I was in awe. I never picked up a spray can yet. I saw pieces by Vulcan. I saw pieces by Scheme. It was just, it was one of those things where you're like, oh my God, that made me pick up a spray can. Had I not known Diego, had Diego not known about the Hall of Fame, I would not have been here. So... In a way, it's who you knew back then. Diego took me to the abandoned stations in Manhattan where we had to cross like 20 tracks, get run over by express trains, just to see this abandoned station. And I remember, I believe it was Lee that did this piece with a pyramid. It was Egypt with a pyramid and a a camel and everything. It Mm -hmm. was beautiful. So if you didn't know about that hit and jam, you know, I appreciate it now. So now, let's say... You know, we're going to go back to you. Carlito 102 just graduated Pratt. You know everything and anything that there is to know about um, computer animation. and all. You're great. You're 19 years old. You met a kid. He showed you how to use a spray can. Now you're even... It was natural for you to go from the, from the computer the wall because you've been trained right you're color oriented and everything else the spray cans that they have now are user-friendly so you have low yeah. pressure high pressure mid-pressure montana tint. you know you got different caps fat caps skinny caps. back then we had to steal our caps yeah and everything was high pressure right so now carlito 102 goes goes to the corner Talks to the guy at the bodega that has a wall that he knows since he was little, gets a prime spot in some of the nicest place where he's gonna get a lot of exposure at. Rocks this nice animation that he did on Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Beautiful color, not to take nothing away from his work. Sure. Beautiful artist. And he claims to be a graffiti writer. Every person that ever picked up a can. Or um, a, a pilot marker or something is cringing right now. Are you freaking kidding me? You know. Mm-hmm. Then he bought so many likes. He bought so many followers. Is this a real person, Carlito One Hundred Two? That's you. Oh, you, oh that's uh, every uh, uh, I'm you brother, a, Carlito One Hundred Two. Uh, all right, got it. So sorry. So now Carlito One Hundred Two has a hundred thousand followers. I then, bought him. I get it. Did yeah. his first piece. In a prime spot because he knew the bodega owner because he likes this kid. He's a good kid. He wears gap. Can't go wrong, right? (laughs) He goes online and he gets 100,000 likes. He's an instant celebrity. Did he pay his dues? No, of course not. But he's
3: going to wind up getting his, right? Because everybody in the real community... Did he pay
2: his dues as what? As, as a graffiti, no, or as no. a street artist, no. or he, as an artist. Did he pay did his dues as, as a working artist? artist? artist, artist? Technically, he did. Well, no. Technically, he's going to get more work as a working artist because of the way he came about it. Opposed to that one guy yeah. that has been doing airbrushing on jackets up in the Bronx since 1981. Okay? And it's fighting somebody for $60 because he was airbrushing something. And maybe he got blackballed because he was either... He doesn't fit the mold. He's not squeaky clean. Maybe he has an alcohol problem. Record, maybe
0: whatever. Yeah. Maybe
2: his skin color. Who knows? Yep. Sure. Right. So now brings you back to the conversation about social media. How do I feel about it? It's an open. It's an open conversation because um, I don't want to slam the door on Carlito because he has talent, but there are levels to this, and you can't show up. I'll give you an example, you cannot show up to the Bronx with your paint saying I'm Carlito 102 and expect not to get some shit from somebody, get your butt kicked, or get your paint stolen by an old timer, because you know what, you don't represent me, you know, and then comes the other part, graffiti, when you use the word graffiti, let's argue about something real quick. What is your difference between graffiti and street art? Legal versus illegal. Not necessarily true.
1: I always say... Because gri- graffiti, you can do a graffiti piece legally.
3: Graffiti focuses more on lettering, right? Is I say that it's about identity
1: in place, who you
2: are. Graffiti started out as part of the elements of hip-hop. Of course. Yes. Fact. So, our foundation mm-hmm. is hip-hop. Right. So, when you say you're a graffiti writer, you're representing hip-hop. Or if you
0: don't represent hip hop, you don't get it.
2: You don't get it either. Yeah. There's a lot of those. (laughs) But we associate that. You know, we associate graffiti with, like me, I associate graffiti with a rocking lyric. Right at my name, with graffiti on the walls. You know, that's me. So when somebody comes up, and again, Carlito just got out of, you know, art school, doesn't listen. Doesn't even know who Rakim is, you know, or more or less got a pair of Adidas, um, and you're going to tell me, and you're going to tell me you're representing what? Mm. You, you know, so in that sense, I would say you're a street artist. Now, I think that in all fairness, you can be a graffiti writer to become a graffiti artist, and you can make the transition to street art if you want to but you can always go back to graffiti
0: I'm gonna make it a little white for a second I think it's very similar to punk you're either punk or you're not and if you're not fucking punk enough the real motherfucking punks are gonna tell you that's
2: graffiti to me listen you want Metallica or you want the Ramones make up your mind you know and the only person that can claim both is somebody that was a member of the Ramones and started playing with Metallica. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and there is only a few of us that have done that. I've done that. Sure. I what I do now I consider to be street art because yeah. I do portraits. I paint women on walls. You know. when was the last time
0: you jumped over a rail yard fence? I can't say that. <laughs> but <laughs>
2: but
0: a <Atta> boy.
3: But
2: <laughs> if somebody called me out tomorrow. They'll probably burn me on a wall if we do a if we do a wall style of a piece, but I can still yeah, do it. Sure, you know if somebody told me, um, yo, let's go to the freights. I'm a little fat, but okay, let's go. Yeah, right. I'm not running from the cops. I'm yo, you caught me. Can I ask you
3: something? When, when you were talking about like the the example of uh, Carlito 102, is that what graffiti artists call a toy? Because I hear that word a lot does that mean that you're trying to come off as a graffiti writer or a graffiti artist or a vandal, but you haven't paid your dues? Is that what a toy is,
2: or does it well, have to do with skill? To me, um, a toy a toy is a beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point or another, every graffiti writer, artist, anybody that ever used the word graffiti, when you first started, you were a toy. I don't care who you are. Sure. In the in the in the pecking order now, mm-hmm. uh, but everybody starts as a toy. Everybody doesn't have the penmanship that they have now. They started with squiggly lines. Mm-hmm. Um, they started with the little bubble and the squiggly, and now they yeah they can master the flow. Whereas um, somebody like Carlito, mm-hmm. I wouldn't consider him a toy. I would consider him. A wannabe, a poser, ah, okay, a poser, a poser, okay. yeah. You know, um, you're right now. We're in this. We're in this evolution where you're either a wannabe, uh-huh. you're a has been, or you're still part of it. And most of the crap that we get are from those two: the has beens and the wannabes. Yeah. The only difference is. I have a lot of respect for the husbands. Yeah. All right, brother.
0: Wow. We were we expected to go about 15 minutes. We went 36 minutes. Well, nice, that's a good job! Nice talk. job. I told you to go like this. No.
1: But no. I didn't want to. No. are you kidding? This is good stuff.
0: But before so we let you God. go, please let uh, our listeners and your new fans know where to find you online and maybe contribute to the cause.
2: Yes, please. You can find me on Instagram under s e e underscore t f. Um, that's pretty much it. That's the only social media that I have. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't like uh, arguments online or anything like that. So I don't entertain any of that. I really don't care about anybody's opinion. To be honest with you. If I, ask you, if I ask it, you can say it. If I didn't, keep it to yourself, or you'll be blocked.
0: <laughs> and to all the Carlito 102s out there, you better step your shit up, son. <laughs> We're out.